author Alison Armstrong says that one of the problems that the sexes have is women think of men as just big hairy women and men think of women as just like over emotional men and so we're constantly expecting each other to be more like us and that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. And there are women out there who say, you know, I don't want a man. I just want to be alone. That's great. I don't feel that way. And actually, I've always wanted to get married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And that's always been a source of sadness for me because part of my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I got to the point where I said, look, the singleness doesn't seem to be changing and it might not change. And I just want to be happy. And that's what wonderful life is about. It's not getting to a place where you just hate men or you say, well, I want to be alone because I don't feel like that. And it's not about just resigning and giving up and sounding like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh where you're like, I guess I'll just be alone. Might as well make the best of it. No. Wonderful life is about creating a life where you're happy and you're peaceful and you're content and you're in the moment because that's the kind of energy that will attract your Mr. Right. But frankly, even if he never shows up, you're happy. And isn't that what you wanted anyway? Okay, so we're in this culture that tells us that men and women are the same. We're completely interchangeable. And that's just not true. Now, not only are there biological differences, duh, but the way that we are hardwired, I'm talking about our brain wiring, our brain chemistry is so completely different. And a lot of times people will say like, oh, it's just cultural conditioning, you know, Quit letting little girls play with Barbie and quit telling little girls about princess stories where they need to be rescued. Well, some of that is not about society. Some of those types of things are really rooted in how our brains are wired. And there are actually like a lot of differences. I'm just gonna talk about a few of them here, but when you understand these things, it's going to help you improve your relationships with other women, uh, with men that you work with, men in your family, men that you date. Okay, so first of all, women feel good when we're connecting, okay? And men feel good when they're fixing things. So when you're having like a really bad day at work and you call one of your girlfriends and you're talking about, you know, my boss is such a jerk, listen to what he did now. And y'all just go on and on and on and on and on. And then you hang up and you call your mom and have the same conversation. But by the time you get to your man or your brother or your dad and you're like, I just say my boss is such a jerk, listen to what he did now. Sometimes the man will go, well, you just should quit. And that's it. Because he's been listening to you talk about how unhappy you are and he just wants you to be happy. So he's like, okay, job makes her unhappy. Solution, quit job. And so he'll say to you, well, you should just quit. And then you're like, you just don't understand. I can't quit. And he'll say, sure you can. You can get another job. You don't understand. And now you're mad at him. Okay, now he has a new problem to fix. And by the way, a lot of times at that point, once he realizes that you're getting salty with him, he might kind of like stop talking or he'll be like, I gotta go if you're on the phone. 
or he'll turn on the TV because now he's got to go figure out, okay, now I have a problem to deal with, which is I just ticked her off. So I need to figure out how to make her not mad at me. So he's got to go away and now solve that problem. You know, of course, then he's trying to get away from you because you're like, I better figure out how to make her not mad at me. And you're like, where are you going? Don't turn your back on me. Don't hang up on me. One of the suggestions that Alison Armstrong has is she says, don't ever use the word issue with a man. Like, you know, we have an issue we need to talk about or we have an issue that's come up that we need to address because to a man's brain, when he hears issue, issue means there's no solution. Now, a lot of times we're trained like, don't say a problem because problem just sounds so negative. That's a woman's way of addressing things. To a man, a problem is better than an issue because a problem has a solution. He can fix a problem. He cannot fix an issue. So if you say to him, I have a problem, I need to get your help with it, he'll probably really like that. And if you just need to process, tell him that. So if he says, hey, how was your day? You can say, it really wasn't very good. And I kind of like to talk about it, but I just need you to listen. Like, I, I don't need you to fix. I don't, I don't want you to give me a solution. I just like really just need you to listen. And then he, he might take a second and be like, well, uh, okay. Or you could just call one of your girlfriends. One of my girlfriends, that's what she does. When she's on the way home from work, she calls me. And we hash it all out, the details of who said what, and who was doing what, and who wore what. So that by the time she gets home and her husband says, how was your day? She can go, fine, how was yours? And he goes, fine, because he doesn't really want to get down on all the details like I do. Second difference, women collaborate and men compete. And you'll see this a lot in the area of communication. So when women are talking, you know, we'll interrupt each other, we'll finish each other's sentences, we'll be like, oh yeah, uh-huh, oh I know, that happened to me too. You know, and we might actually both be talking at the same time, and yet we know what's going on in the conversation. But pay attention. If you're talking to a man and you're interrupting him, many times he'll start to get very annoyed. And he may not even understand why, or he might even say, like, quit interrupting me. And if you watch interactions with men, I love to do this because I love to watch people and I love to learn about different types of people. And, and I've always worked in male-dominated industries. And one of my favorite things has always been to just sit back like a fly on the wall and watch how men interact with each other. And a lot of the time, they will not interrupt each other because when, you, when a man is speaking and somebody interrupts him, that's a dominance move. So like if my boss is talking, I've noticed the majority of my male colleagues will not interrupt him because that would be disrespectful and that's like an alpha dog move. Okay, but women, we don't see it that way. We see it as like, well, we're just, you know, like I'm helping you, like I'm helping you make your point, I'm showing you I understand. And so if our response is, well, he shouldn't take it like that. He shouldn't take it that I'm being disrespectful. He should take it that I'm listening and participating. Mm -mm. Because he could say, you should understand that when you interrupt me, it's disrespectful. And it's hard. Interrupting people is a habit. I'm guilty of it. It's something you really have to pay attention to. And as I mentioned, when men interrupt each other, that's like a competitive move. That's, I'm going to show you I'm the alpha. And men do not want to compete with the women that they love, period. They're not going to compete with you. So if you're always in there trying to make your point, you're going to talk. If a man cares about you, he'll say, okay, fine, you know what? I'm just going to let her talk. Now, he may 
still stick around, but that may or may not last because he's gonna interpret the fact that you interrupt him constantly as you don't respect him. And when a man feels that you don't respect him, that's a killer for him. So just be aware of it. Number three, women say yes, men are good at saying no. And here's what I mean by that. Women are very relationship focused. So we wanna do whatever we can to keep our relationships intact and keep everybody else happy, even if it means that we're not happy. And, and recently, um, one of my girlfriends and I were talking and she said, well, I, I think um, this guy I work with, like he kind of was forced to marry his, his girlfriend. And I was like, uh-uh. Um, men don't do anything that they don't wanna do. And men don't marry women that they don't wanna marry. So the cool thing is when a man does something for you, you generally don't need to worry about like, gosh, did he do that because he felt like he had to? Now, possibly, if you said, you better call me every day, he might do it um, just to kind of keep you happy for a minute and then he'll stop. But, you know, like if he sent you flowers to work, you shouldn't feel like, I wonder if he felt like he had to do that because I told him I was having a hard day. No, he did it because he wanted to, just chill out. Okay, but for example, let's say your best girlfriend, it's her birthday, you've had a terrible day at work, you're exhausted, uh, you have a headache, you might be coming down with something, and you really do not want to go. It's pouring down rain. You're like, oh, I just don't want to go. I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to sit on my couch and watch television. But most women, what we'll do is we'll say, no, I'm going to go. She's my friend. And, you know, if I'm not there, she's going to think something's wrong and I love her. And, you know, I need to not be selfish. I'm just going to go. A man in the exact same situation, he's had a terrible day. He's, he's dog tired. He has a headache. He might be coming down with something. He gets home and he's like, you know what? I really don't want to go. I really just want to sit on the couch. He will sit down on the couch. He will text his buddy and be like, hey bro, I know it's your birthday, man, but I'm not coming to the party tonight. I'm really wiped out. Take you out for a beer next week. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to do it. And that's part of the reason for the gender pay gap. Okay, now some of that is real. Okay, there is discrimination, but one of the biggest reasons why women only make about 71 cents to a man's dollar is because women are historically terrible negotiators. Men are good negotiators. Men will say no. So here's what happens for most women in a job interview. You're thinking, well, I'd really like to get an offer for 50,000. And they come in with 35 and you're like, well, it really wasn't what I wanted, but you know, if I say no, they might get mad or they might think I'm selfish. So you might even say, I really was hoping for more, but okay, I can do it for 35. And then you're mad later because you're only making 35,000 and they won't give you a big raise up to 50,000. Well, no kidding, why would they? You didn't negotiate that. Where a man who's hoping for 50,000 and they offer 35, he'll be like, uh, no thanks. And he'll, he'll get up and leave and wait for them to call with a better offer. In fact, then he might even say, you know what? I'm not talking to you until your number begins with a five. And a lot of women, we'd be like, oh, I could never do that. That's so mean. They're going to think I'm a witch. But men are like, look, I'm going to hold out for what I want. Number four, women multitask and men focus. So like as a woman, I can be at work. I can be like grading papers and thinking about what I want to have for dinner and also missing my guy all at the same time. Men don't do that. Men are focused, so that's why if you happen to talk to him at work and you're like, do you miss me? And he goes, um, and you're like, oh, you don't miss me. And then you're mad at him, which 
now puts him focused on the problem at hand. And again, he's gonna get off the phone and try to go think about how to make you not mad at him. But here's the deal. This goes back to our caveman days. So you think about it. Men are hunters, women are gatherers. So the men are off hunting. The women are gathering, you know, berries and vegetation and whatnot, firewood and things like that. As a woman, here's what you had to do to survive and for the human species to thrive. As a woman, you had to be able to gather food or sticks or whatever and avoid the poisonous things and be aware, make sure there wasn't a tiger in the bushes and also where are the kids, okay? And that's so the women were having to multitask where the men, when they're out hunting, you know, and you've got like a spear or maybe a bow and an arrow and, and you're like, look, I have to kill this whatever, like water buffalo or something. And if I don't kill this animal, we don't eat meat and we need meat to survive. And the only way you can outsmart an animal is as a man, as a hunter, you can only be focused on that. You can't be like squirrel because you're gonna miss your shot. So a man has the ability to just totally tunnel in and focus. That's why a lot of times if you're talking to a guy and he's watching the game and you're like, are you even listening to me? And he'll be like, what, I didn't hear you. How can you not hear me? I'm standing here talking to you. Well, the reason he legit didn't hear you is when he's focused in and looking at something, the part of his brain that is hearing extraneous communication is actually not working at that point. So rather than you getting angry about it, because yeah, you could sit and watch a game and you could listen to him talk to you and you could also be on Facebook. It's just the difference. So you can argue with it, but I'm just telling you how it is. Number five, women prioritize relationships, men prioritize results. So you might be working at a job where you like, you really hate it. You're not getting paid enough. You're very unhappy, but, but you've, maybe you really love your boss or you really love the people you work with and you're like, well, I just feel like I can't leave. I don't wanna bail on the team. But men prioritize production. They prioritize results. So if a man isn't making enough money, he might be working with his best friend from high school but if he's not getting paid enough, he'll look at the guy and be like, dude, you know, I love you, bro, but I need to make more money. So I'm gonna go get something else, or I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I accepted an offer at such and such. And the really great thing about all of this is that it's not about men are better or women are better. We're really different, and that's great because then we bring these totally different perspectives to situations. And rather than spinning our wheels being frustrated that like, you know, why are women so emotional? Why can't they be more rational? Or how come men won't tell us our feelings? How come they won't be more emotional? Like instead of spinning our wheels with that kind of stuff would be to learn and appreciate. And a lot of times as women, we say, well, if he cared about me, he would be different. Now, my dad's best friend one time, my dad told me a story that his friend called him and I guess the friend's wife had gotten a cat and the cat was like, you know, tearing up the drapes, clawing up the furniture. And uh, my dad's friend was like, God, this cat's just driving me crazy. I wish the cat would act more like a dog. And of course my dad said, well, you know, it's a cat. It's not gonna act like a dog. And part of having a wonderful life is learning a new way to approach things and learning a new way to handle situations. People who are different than us are the best teachers. Now it is hard to trust men and learn from them if you're struggling with a broken heart and if that's you 
you might want to check out our ABCs of Healing. That's a free video where we show you how to get over a broken heart and get on with being happy in your life. You can get that if you go to bit.ly forward slash ABCs of Healing. It's free. You have immediate access 24-7. You can watch it over and over if you want to. Now, Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we want to hear from you. What do you think? Do you tend to think of men as just big, hairy women? Put that in the comments. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. You might want to join our newsletter list or check out our podcast. We have a lot of cute Wonderful Life merchandise you might want to look at. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time right here on Wonderful Life.